course I'm no happy. Look at me, I'm a big fat slob. I've got bigger titties than you do. I've got more chins than a Chinese phone book. I've not seen my willy in two years, which is long enough to declare I'm legally dead. Wow. I can't stop eating. <laughs> I can't stop eating either. Actually, I'm stopping the unhealthy stuff, but I'm still eating a lot of the healthier versions right now. So that's pretty interesting. It is fat to fit or else I am stretched. This is, I think, episode number eight or something like that. Well, it, not really, because remember, there's two episodes in the entire thing that are the uh, the the paranormal episodes that I just tacked onto the front of this. So it's really less than that. So this would technically be episode number six when it comes to fat to fit or else. And boy, what a week it has been. I did a double dose of podcasts last week, and I'd done that for the last couple of weeks. I did one. The next day I came back and was like, wait a minute, I got a rant. And then I went off on a rant. Uh, this one's going to be different. I'm going to get into, I did the challenge over the weekend, the latest challenge where I had failed. And uh, it was it was fun. I liked it. I, in fact, I'm happy I lost it. I, I'm glad I did it. I had the ice bath. That video is up now on Instagram. It's on TikTok. It's on Facebook. And I'm glad I did that because it it's very therapeutic, the ice baths. And now I have one, so I can sometimes after I work out go fill up the ice bath. I did find out, though, it was about 20-something bucks worth of uh, bags of ice. I don't have that kind of ice on hand at home. I had to go buy it. So if I did that every single day, that'd be like $20 a day. And I do not have that kind of time so <laughs> or that kind of cash. I can't go five, six days a week in ice baths if it's going to be costing me uh, 20 bucks a pop to do it. That's going to end up like putting gas in my car or having an ice plunge that day. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I will continue to do them. I did another ice bath uh, today. I'm recording this on Monday, the holiday, because I did not go to the gym. I went for a very long walk with my wife at the beach and beautiful day. It was a nice day, but boy, was it it was too far i walked too far all in all i think we walked about five miles on our beach walk and my feet thank god i had my brand new uh spiral wave maxes on which are awesome i got gray ones now they're really cool so now i got gray and i got blue shout out to my friends at spira for hooking up the stretch re i am gonna get to a moment here on the podcast and on fat to fit or else where I'm going to give away some spiral wave maxes. I talk about them all the time and I figure the best way to make them even better known is to get a pair in the hands of the people and let them uh, come out and say, yeah, these things are really comfortable, man. Cause that's what they are. If you got a job where you're on your feet and you can wear tennis shoes, they are the way to go. Very, very cool shoes. So I'm going to do something here. It'll take me a little bit to get them. I, I, I'm not super speedy with him. Like I can't say, hey, man, I'm giving away some shoes. Give me some shoes. Uh, I need them immediately. But what I'll do, it'll take me about a month and I will get some shoes, but I will get someone here. And I think uh, my friend Rocky gave me a really good idea. Shout out to Rocky, you know, uh, Apple and Rocky out of New York. And Rocky is now a very respectable father and living in the D.C. area. My friend Rocky, who I worked with at a PLJ in New York a gazillion years ago, and then got to be really good friends with uh, later on when I was at Sirius. So 
Yeah, come across people. But Rock's been my friend for years and years and years, and he had a really good idea. He goes, why don't you give away some prizes where you challenge the people? So I'm like, wait a minute. That does sound pretty good. So somebody has a, a challenge, and they challenge me, and we both do the challenge that week. And then if you win, I will get you a pair of Spyro Wave Maxes. And if I win, you get nothing, and I get to laugh at you. Ha, 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 ha. I win. Or I will have uh, whatever the torture is that comes my way. You can also set yourself up for a torture, too. You can send me a video, and I'll put it up on there. Guys, show me what you do. So, I, I remember, I want this to be contagious. I want this thing to spread out there and, and be a, a thing for people to do. It really is. It's... I mean, I haven't lost all the weight I've wanted to. I know one of the reasons why, but it is what it is. I haven't done my medication video yet. I will get to that. I'll make that video. I always find something else I'd rather do. Oh, I'll do this video. I'll do that video. I'll do a workout video. I'm going to do this. So I've been uh, doing that instead, but I am going to get one with all of my meds. Speaking of meds, today was a double needle day for me, and uh, one of those is Ozempic, and you hear about people losing weight left and right. I am not one of those people, and I'm on Ozempic not because I'm a fad dieter like all these douchebags that are paying $800 a pop for it. I am on Ozempic because I have type 2 diabetes, and it lowers your A1C. I go back to the doctor just like one month from this week, and a follow-up first time since I've been on, on the larger dose of Ozempic. My doctor's had me. My doctor's very, 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 very cautious. Absolutely love her, but she keeps me... She'll ease me into a medication. Like she started me at like a 0.25 for months and then I couldn't get it for months. And then finally she bumped it up to a 0.5 and now it's a full uh, 1.0 is my dosage on Ozempic. And that should be enough to lose your appetite and lose weight. But the fat man, you can't shake my appetite. My appetite is strong. It's strong. It wants to battle. So my appetite is not easily... Uh, uh, put to rest apparently by drugs that are uh, made to do that and I'll keep you guys posted on that I'm gonna have to weigh myself I'll do all that uh, tomorrow I'll get up in the morning I know I typically do it on Monday but Monday Monday was a holiday I did have Ooh man when I got up on Monday everyone was home and I had a huge uh, feast for breakfast typically I just have a protein shake maybe some egg whites and get out the door but I had I have buy this keto pancake mix, and it's pumpkin flavor. I really like it. And I have keto pumpkin pancakes. I did put some uh, sugar-free chocolate chips in them and some walnuts in them. And I had those with sugar-free syrup. And then I had bacon and egg whites. And I was a happy-ass camper this morning getting up. So that was nice. And I made a giant uh, keto pizza this weekend. And it was weird. This is how I know that pizza's pretty good, the one that I... Uh, made the post on last week on Instagram and Facebook where it's just there's the crust there's no flour at all in the crust the crust is smashed up chicken from a can of chicken looks like the bumblebee tuna and uh, two I did two eggs two cans of chicken and uh, I eyeballed it honestly on the parmesan the grated parmesan and I dumped that in there and then you just mix it, mix it, mix it, then smash it into a pan. I just smash it in with my hands as thin as I can get it, and then I flip it. But I made a really big one, and my daughter ate some of it. That's how I know it's it's pretty good. It doesn't taste like you're eating chicken when you're eating that crust. The crust is crunchy. 
you taste the cheese in it, but it's pizza and it's it's really good. Then you get sugar-free pizza sauce, put that on there, and then your toppings, and I can go all out on the meats and stuff like that. But uh, let's get into this week. This has been a weird week, and I think it's important to talk about here on Fat to Fit or Else because it's the kind of week that could send you for a loop. This is the kind of week that could have absolutely derailed all of my efforts so far on Fat to Fit or Else, and no one will blame me. Everyone would sit here and console me and say, poor Stretch, you, you know, I, I get it, I get it, you know, you'll get back and you'll start back, but I didn't. I'm very proud of myself for uh, not getting sidebarred. On uh, Thursday, I was at work and I got a phone call, and it's the phone call you never want to get in your life, and it was my coming from my mom's phone. And I'm like, that's weird. Why is my mom calling me at work? And I'm like, hello? And it's not my mom. It is a friend of my mom's who's like, uh, just so you know, I'm at emergency with your mom. It looks like she had a heart attack. So I don't immediately drop everything. I'm like, how is she? What's the condition? What's happened? And they run it all down. Now, my brother is in uh, Carolina on a business meeting. His wife, who typically takes care of everything, love my sister-in-law, is uh, at their house, but my brother now lives in Palm Springs, so she's nowhere near. Uh, my wife is working all the way out at my house in uh, Palisades, and I realize the only person that can go there is my father. Now, my dad had a big doctor's appointment on Thursday, just co-wink-a-dinkly at the same time. So my dad had gone to... His, he's got all kinds of problems. My dad really has worn out his body because he was a manual laborer his whole life, and he just had knee replacement surgery. My dad's 80 now, just turned 80 uh, last month, and his shoulders messed up, and he's got arthritis in his hands real bad from you know working with power tools and holding everything really tight is what it seems like because he's really getting hit hard in the last year or so, and... So he was at his appointment because he's been having a lot of problems, just physically aches and pains and arthritis and all that stuff. So he was doing his appointment. So my dad couldn't take her to the hospital. My mom was at work at the time and she called up to the office and then whoever it was didn't answer the phone and she ended up calling her friend to come get her to take her to the emergency room. Could have just called 911, you think? But, you know, no, she didn't. She also doesn't want to be a problem. My mom is that person, doesn't want to be a problem. So I follow the follow along for about an hour. Then I'm like, all right, my dad's now going to get there. And here's, I, everyone probably has this person in their family. My dad can take a really bad situation and make it worse. My dad is a professional worrier, nagger, pain in the asser. That's what he is. And, and that's just who he is, and that's what he is, and that's how he's been my entire life. The sky is falling, and he's going to snap, and he likes – wonder where I get it. My dad likes to yell at people. Uh, back in the olden days, my dad was a punch-you-in-the-face kind of guy, too, if that's where I get it from. And uh, everything bad in, in me as my personality comes from my dad. Everything good comes from my mom, and my mom is my favorite person on this planet, and I love my mom more than anything. So – Get that phone call. Then I realize, all right, my dad's going to be there. And and just so you know, when I am on the phone, I am talking to my mom's friend who's briefing me and telling me what's going on. My mom, who is sitting next to her, snatches the phone away and says, do not tell your dad. I'm like, mom, 
You're in the emergency room. He's going to come home from the doctor pretty soon and realize where the hell are you, and he's going to want to know. And she's like, yo, don't tell him. So I'm like, oh, crap. Here I am, not being able to tell my dad what's going on. Uh, not that I was going to reach out and call him, but I know he's going to make it worse. Like, I totally understand my mom's point of view, but I'm like, my dad should know. He should definitely know. So then... Finally, someone, I don't know if it was my sister-in-law, because I immediately uh, checked in with my brother, my sister-in-law, my wife, and my son, and let them know, hey, this is what's going on, I'm monitoring the situation, and I will take care of it, because I knew no one else could, and it's my mom, and and, and I will gladly do that, so I ended up leaving work at noon, um, going to the hospital, thank God I got there before my dad did, and my dad came in, I could tell he was freaking out. But he was very, I'll give him this, he was on best behavior. I only had to, like, bark at him once. He was going to go tell someone off, and I was like, you sit down and be quiet right now. You sit down. I am handling the show here. This is my show. You sit down. So he sat down, and he listened to me, and then everything was fine, and, and all, all was well. He was actually pretty good. But, you know, granted, he's crapping his pants. If anything happened to my mom, I think we'd have to put him to sleep. That's always been the joke. I Like, I will put you to sleep if something happens to my mom. I'm not dealing with your nonsense, but <clears throat> so anyway, my mom goes down. Then by the time I get to the hospital, the doctor comes in and says, oh, yeah, she had a heart attack and a stroke. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? And then as the day progresses, they realize at some point, maybe you've heard of this. I, I had not. I found about a, that day they said she had a uh, what's called a silent stroke and. She never knew, like maybe in her sleep or something happened and she had a little bit of stroke. Now, what's weird, I will tell you that I have noticed some forgetfulness and stuff like that. And I've always thought, well, she's getting older. But now I'm thinking in hindsight back that that was probably, possibly, like I'm no doctor, but that was possibly when that stroke happened or whatever is what went on. Because there's definitely something, uh, brain damage from a stroke that happened before. So we're, we're trying to figure that one out. But the heart attack was minor. Uh, they did a procedure on her the next day, and what sucked is uh, my parents are Kaiser, and I can't say enough bad things about Kaiser. They handled this one fine, but they almost killed my mom before when her appendix was out, and they told her it was uh, diverticulitis, and then she went home, her appendix burst, and she almost died. I'll never forgive them for that one, but she uh, still has Kaiser for whatever effing reason, and I went in there, and they... Uh, had whatever the heart stuff. So my mom's in Downey, obviously, because that's where we're from. And they say, yeah, we can't do the procedure here, so we got to transfer you in the morning to Hollywood, to the Los Angeles one on Sunset Boulevard. So I'm like, oh, crap. Now I go to work in the morning, and then I wait, and then I'm going to come right after work and, and see my mom and check in with her. Then they're like, they transfer her right about the time I'm going to go there. So I go, all right, I'll just go to Hollywood when I get off work, and I'll see her there. And then as soon as I got off of work, my mom called me and said, don't come, they're done, and they're transferring me back. Everything's fine. Which, by the way, is bullcrap because it's not fine. Everything wasn't fine. And my mom's like, no, everything's fine. They're transferring me back. Yeah, they were transferring her back, but everything's not fine. Uh, parents will lie to you because they don't want you to worry or whatever the reason is. But at some point, there is time to worry and time to be concerned. And uh, my and here's another thing, too. And I'm, I've noticed this, and this was a very eye-opening. I'm, I'm glad I went through this week. Uh, I can tell you right now, my mom is fine. In fact, my mom was home from the hospital on Saturday and at church on Sunday morning. So she's back to her routine already. 
and has some follow-up appointments with her specialist and doctor and stuff like that. So she's going to be fine. And the and the blockage was very wasn't a major heart attack. Apparently, you can have big, you know, valve blockages and things like that, or you can have little tiny, tiny vessels that get blocked and you have the same effects as a regular heart attack, but it's a much more minor and there's not even any damage to your heart. It looks like that's what she had. So that was really good. But as I sat there, my father is deaf as hell. He's absolutely deaf. He can't hear crap. He has hearing aids, but he fiddles with them all the time, turns them on, turns them off, or doesn't wear them, and he can never hear anything. So I'm now sitting in a, in a room waiting on a doctor to come in after I'd gotten to the hospital. And my dad's sitting there telling my mom, you didn't have a heart attack. This is stupid. There's no way you have a heart attack. You take all those, uh, you take aspirin and you take this and, and all this medication. There's no way you had a heart attack. It's impossible you had a heart attack. Da, 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 da. About that time, the doctor comes in and goes, all right, so you definitely had a heart attack and we're going to start you on the heparin drip. And I'm like, I look at my dad like, oh, God, and my poor mom. And then... They start doing what they're going to do. And then the doctor walks out and my dad says, see, he said you didn't have a heart attack. And I'm like, he didn't say that. You can't hear crap. What, 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 where did, who were you listening to? So I have my dad who's hearing what he wants to hear and nothing else at all. And is now, uh, and this is the guy that's going to be taking care of my mom when my mom gets home. So I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So now I immediately went to the, what got my mom, and then I brought the nurse over, and I'm like, mom, you put me on the emergency contact list right now. I need to know everything because you two can't hear, and you are a stubborn mule that lies to me, and he is a freaking moron who just wants to think what he thinks, and all of a sudden he's an effing doctor. So I'm like, I'm not having this. You need to get me into the into the loop here immediately so i got put on that so now i, I could you know contact the doctors and all that stuff and da, 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 and i'm now doing that because at one point my dad had left and i was going to go meet him later to pick up my mom's car and all this stuff but i'm sitting in the hospital room with my mother and this became comical because the they have a number after you have a heart attack there's a number in in your uh uh I don't know if it's a, dr a drug or a hormone or whatever it is, but it's called troponin, and your body releases it into your heart. And a normal person has troponin in their bloodstream at 12 is the number. Well, after you have a heart attack, it shoots way up, and that's the, the sign they know it was a heart attack when they check for that troponin. So when my mom got to the hospital, her troponin levels were at 105, and then they would check every six hours and then do the labs. Now, I'd been there for a long time. They had taken blood, but they hadn't come back with the next set of troponin levels. And I told my mom, Mom, I want to see what these levels are before I leave and make sure you know, you're stable and everything's good. And she's like, okay. So the nurse comes in. At this point, we're still in the ER because they can't get her a room. And I am waiting for this room. And we're sitting there, and the nurse comes in, and I'm like, hey, uh, as soon as she gets a room, I'm going to get out of here, but will you uh, do me a favor and check for those troponin levels? And she goes, all right, let's look for the room first to see if there's an availability, and then I'll give them to you. And she says, nope, there's no room yet, so you're going to be here a little while longer in the ER, but uh, let's check those troponin. She goes, yeah, the labs are in, and then she pulls it up, and she goes, oh, wow. So the troponin levels had gone from 104 to 432. And she goes, no, they're at 432 now. And I'm like, this is not good. But granted, she's on a heparin drip. She's got drugs. We're in the ER. She's not going to have another heart attack. She's going to be fine. 
and and they explained that to me. They're like, no, th- this happens. They go way up, they spike, and then they level off, and then they start coming back down. So we are sitting there, and then the, the nurse leaves, and my mom goes, <laughs> this is not funny. My mom says to me, did she say they're putting me in room 432? And I said, no, no, mom, that's not, that is not what she said. That is not what she said at all. She said, that's where your troponin levels are. And my mom goes, well, that's not good. And I'm like, I know that's not good. But it just made me very glad I was there. Made me very glad that I was uh, there to ask questions. And remember, my uh, oldest niece, my, my brother's daughter, is a doctor. And she works in the cardiac department at Cedars. And she's a very smart little thing. And now she has caught wind of this by this point and she's calling asking me a million questions and i don't know if you know any doctors are really 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 smart people they have things memorized that i couldn't pronounce reading them out of a book yet they can say what's the blah 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 and the blah 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 and are they giving her blah 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 or blah 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 and i'm like i don't know the answer to any of these questions so i'm getting grilled by my doctor niece and I'm like, oh, man. So I'm asking all these questions. But it was good because it gave me the ammo to know what I was asking for and, and what needed to happen. And so that was good. But, God, it was a stressful, stressful time. Now, obviously, I did not go to the gym on Thursday. And I made a post about that. No gym on Thursday. My plan was to go in. I was going to go, uh, you know, every day out for the rest of the week. But that sidebarred me. And then on Friday, I was not going to go because I was going to go visit my mom. And then they had moved her to the other Kaiser. And then from that Kaiser back to that Kaiser by the time I got off work. So she was in transit at any time. I would have went to see her and I didn't know where she was. So I ended up going to the gym on Friday and I did get to work out. But on Saturday morning, I immediately returned to the hospital and stayed there until they got my mom out and then uh, went home with her. So praise God. Wonderful. Uh, Prayers are answered and my mom is fine. She is absolutely okay. But it was a very scary situation. And I can tell you, you know what I did do? One thing where this did sidebar me is um, at the day I left work, it was right before lunch. And so I didn't get lunch. And I packed my lunch every day. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just leave it in the fridge. I'll be back here tomorrow. And I'll eat the same lunch. I'm fine. And I took off in a hurry and left my lunch there in the fridge. And so I went to fast food, the first fast food I've had since I've been on uh, the Fat to Fit or Else mission. And I grabbed something and devoured it on my way there. Not the healthiest option, but at least I didn't have fries and everything else. It was uh, one thing. It was a burrito, basically. Uh, I had a burrito and a uh, Diet Coke. But that was the probably the worst food I've had since I've been on this mission. But... And I can tell you, I could have done the same thing at dinner. You know what I did? I was proud of myself. On the way home, since I was leaving Downey, if you guys are Porto's fans, you know Downey has a Porto's, and Porto's is that great Cuban bakery. Well, Downey has another Cuban bakery that is like a Porto's, a mini Porto's, and it is called, oh, my God, what the, it's called Tropicana. And it is as good as Porto's. And honestly, when you buy the pastries and stuff, the pastries are a little bigger and they're cheaper than Porto's. And it's a really good, smaller version of Porto's, not nearly as crowded. And if you are local in Downey, uh, you know about Tropicana. I like it better than Porto's myself. And they've got everything that Porto's does because they're the same thing. They're a Cuban restaurant, bakery, um, and man, they're really good. But I went there on the way home and I got stuff for my wife and my daughter and I didn't eat it. I was very proud of that so my daughter really loves the 
it's like a cream cheese pastry from the the Portos, which is the same thing at uh, Tropicana. So I got uh, those, and then I got a couple of the little meat pies, and I brought those home. And uh, the girls liked them, so that was all all really good. But I was very proud of myself for that. So I didn't tank my diet. I didn't freak out and stress out and go off the hinges. And I seriously stayed strong. I, I got to tell you, I was freaked. If something happened to my mom, I would freak the F out. I, I do not know what I would do. My mom is my world, and that would be just absolutely devastating for me. So I was very blessed that everything worked out. And I, I, here's what's weird. Uh, you guys haven't don't know this because I have not talked about this. But um, two years ago when uh, I went away, well, I went away three years ago from the podcast and from everything to work on the Big 49. Well, a year into the Big 49, my daughter started college at LMU. And that's where my daughter uh, goes. And that is school, by the time you add everything in, is close to $70,000 a year. Well, at that time, we were like, all right, there's a little college fund, and there's this and there's that. And then right about the time she started, my uh, wife, who makes way more money than I do, got uh, laid off. My wife got laid off from her job. So I'm working my... Uh, security job, the job that I have now, and my wife's laid off, and we're looking to find her, and she's trying to get something, you know, to make the amount of money she was making, and we're crapping ourselves, and then out of nowhere, I saw a post where I could go work at LMU as a security guard. I'm already the head of security at the, the place in East LA where I work now, and I could go there. Now, here's a thing you may not know about most private schools, especially the religious private schools, is if you work there, you get what's called tuition remission. And it is completely free to go there for you or your spouse or your children. So if you work there, they go for free. I seriously, it was a godsend. It was because we were about to tell our, my daughter, who had already accepted, was already going to go like, oh, you're not going to get to go. You can't go here. We can't afford this. We can't afford $70,000 a year. This isn't going to happen. And then I got that job, and it was seriously a godsend. From that moment on, because I, I prayed for something to happen, and literally that fell into my lap out of nowhere. We didn't even see it coming. I, it, And I wasn't even looking. I, I love the, the job where I am right now. I love that place, and I love those people, and it is a great place to work. But... uh I couldn't not take this. I couldn't not try this job because it was it was the answer to the prayers of, of of myself and my wife at this point, and it came through, and I was so thankful. And since that day, I have been, um, I would say, I don't want to say religious. I'm going to church a lot. I have, I go to church, but I I'm very spiritual. I would say from that moment on, I'm I'm incredibly grateful for what God has given me in my life, and I have been very spiritual since that point. And what's weird is I realized, and like I'm not kidding, I read the Bible every single day, every single day. That was something that started off as Lent. I go, I'm going to read the Bible every day for for Lent, and I want to understand it. It's a it's a tough read the Bible. 
And I read it every single day. And I never stopped. From then on, I never stopped. I read, 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 read. And I go to church. And I go to church by myself. My, my wife doesn't go with me. And my kids won't get up and go with me. So I go to church by myself every week. And I am just grateful. And I just am showing gratitude to God for everything wonderful in my life. And I can tell you, as this in slow motion was unfolding on me with my mom on Thursday and then looking around and being like, oh, crap, you're it. Like, I'm it. My brother's not here. My sister-in-law can't get here. My wife's not going to be able to get there. Like, I'm it. I got to go deal with this. And these last two years of that, uh, I would say, spiritual awakening, I've always been religious. You guys know that. You guys know as an adult, I got baptized. I sought it out. I became a Catholic. I wasn't raised Catholic. And that was my choice. And and I went through a year of schooling in the Catholic Church to do it. And I did that. And then I ended up getting married in the Catholic Church after that. But I, I have had this spiritual awakening. And I honestly can tell you, I was never freaked out. And I know normally I'd have freaked out. I'd have freaked out. If I hadn't had the last two years of what I've had and what I've gone through in spiritual growth, in faith and believing, I'd have been not able to handle that situation on Thursday. And, you know, granted, in the end, everything's fine. We don't know how bad, you know, it could have went really off the rails and maybe it would have absolutely, you know, sidebarred me for a good long while. But it didn't, and I, I never lost my cool, and I was never freaked out. I was never crying. I was never, you know, a lot of things that run through your mind, especially when it comes to, you know, losing a parent or something. I, I can't imagine, and my heart goes out to all of you who, who have gone through that. But I, I was very cool, and I was very just taking care of business, making sure my mom was okay, keeping my dad in check. But I also know my dad's going through it at that same time too. And I'm not trying to be a dick to my dad while he's, you know, going through what, what I'm going through. And <clears throat> at the same time, I don't want him to, uh, you know, I know who he is and how he is. So I've got to deal with him and someone's got to deal with him. So I was able to deal with all of that and everything went uh, uh, very, very well. But I will tell you the gratitude I have for, uh, my spiritual journey up until this point that I feel really got me to that point of, of being able to deal with that situation without losing my mind or just losing it or, or falling apart. So I did not. Everything is fine. And, and maybe, too, it, my faith was that I was going to pray that my mom would be okay and my mom was going to be okay. And uh, uh, knock on wood, praise God, she is okay. So that is all good. Uh I guess I could go on if it, the uh, only sidebar you are wondering now, like, hey, wait a minute. Why are you not at LMU anymore? No, I am not at LMU anymore. And that is because that is a wonderful place to work. The benefits are amazing. They don't pay for crap. I took a huge pay cut to go there. But uh, I will tell you, it got to be crap. And they hired a guy in shortly after I got there who was just a tool bag idiot. And it was a horrible hire, and he's still there, and he destroyed that department. He destroyed our department. Absolutely destroyed it. The morale. So many people have ran for the hills, and it was like, 
I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to punch this dude. This dude told me off one day and I'm like, I'm going to punch him. I'm going to punch him. I'm going to punch him. Stretch, don't punch him. Stretch, don't punch him. All I was saying, he's sitting there bitching me out left to right for something he's wrong about. And I'm just, it, I'm, it, all I hear is, wow, 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 Charlie Brown's mom coming out of his mouth. And I hear my head going, don't punch him. Don't punch him. Don't punch him. Don't punch him. Stop. Don't punch him. Stretch, don't punch him. That's all that's going in my head. So... <coughs> oh man, I'm getting a hacky. So uh I ended up just becoming the last year and a half I was there of the two years the worst most miserable experience of my life. Uh, and and there's you know more and more to it. There was people there that did absolutely nothing and got away with it, and then there was people there like me that worked their ass off, never called out sick, never missed work, always there, and got absolutely crapped on. And it was not something I was willing to deal with. So finally, after the uh, two years, I told my wife, like, "Look, we'll figure this out. We had some money saved. I basically uh, banked 120 grand." And uh, we'll we'll figure this out. It's another 120, and and I make uh, a lot more money at my other job. And my wife's got a great job now, working for an ad agency. And I'm like, you know what? We're 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 in good. We're good now. We're we're back. So let's uh, l- let me have my life. She was not thrilled with it, but I was very very miserable. And then once I quit that, and I realized how effing happy I was to go back to the job I have now where they love me and I love them and it is wonderful. I realized at that same time that I needed to get rid of the 49. I was like, if I could get rid of that last stressor in my life. And then I was looking at my health. And what's crazy is here I've been worried about my heart and my health and my this and that. And then my mom goes down out of the blue and no one saw it coming. So it's it's so much... Uh, lessons learned here. What, what I started, it just strengthens me to continue on this journey of fat to fit or else. It, it strengthens me to continue what I'm doing and to stay on target and to eat right and to stick with my diet and to uh, get it under control. And if you have a setback, if you miss a day, if you go out and eat a bunch of crap one day, reset. You're good. Don't just say, oh, well, I screwed it up and throw it away. Reset. You're good. If something stressful and awful happens in your life and you you screw up or you missed a gym for a couple days, reset. You're good. It's not, it's not, don't throw it out the window. It's your overall health and that is the important thing here. And I've had a great life lesson in that this week that I am more than ever dedicated to sticking to my workout and to making sure I am okay. And also realizing at a point, like my entire family needed me. Like I was the point person for my entire family and my brother and my sister-in-law and my nieces and my son and my wife and my daughter, like all, everyone and my aunt, God, uh, my mom's sister in uh, back in Alabama and I got to talk to her. So I, I was able to uh, navigate that situation and I'm grateful for that and just, uh, very happy. I, I I can't come out of last week more positive than I am now and more motivated to do it. And and I, I seriously hope to urge you, if you are thinking of getting on the healthy wagon, do it, do it, do it, do it. It's not good to start tomorrow. Start today. That is one thing. You start today. 
And if you are on a mission of faith and discovery, I salute you in that as well. That is, has been very rewarding to me in the last two years. One great thing about working at LMU, the one thing that I absolutely love, they have a huge, beautiful Catholic church there on campus. In fact, there's three of them. <laughs> but there's one big one. There's a lot of chapels and the one big church. And I got to go in there, and I'd go in there and lock it up, and I was always able to have quiet time in that church, which, by the way, is haunted. But that's a whole nother story. And I'll get into that when I do uh, Stretch Paranormal 3. I will tell the haunted stories of LMU because there are some ghosts on that campus, and I will uh, spill those beans uh, along the way here. But it is time to wrap up this uh, podcast. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for uh, being there with me. I know the pod people have been with me for so many years. You're you're like part of my family. Uh, God bless you guys. I love you guys. And uh, the big 49 guys that are here just checking it out. And I'm, I'm hashtagging the crap out of fitness and workout and all that stuff. And there's some new people along the way. Welcome to the, to the party. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I love the support and the likes and the comments and everything. It is uh, much appreciated. And I am looking forward to the challenge for this week. I don't have a challenge, so I'm going to have to post at some point on Tuesday and come up with the challenge of whatever it will be and whatever the punishment will be. Uh, if you have one, you can always send it to me in a comment, and I will uh, definitely consider those. So if I can turn it something I can turn around pretty quick, I will do. I will definitely do it. So uh, think of things you want to challenge me with, and I'm going to get a pair of Spiral Wave Maxes, and I am going to uh, give away a pair to somebody who does a challenge, a fitness challenge with me. And if you win, and I or if I lose, you get the uh, the shoes. So that'll be cool, and I'll do that coming up here uh, sometime in the next month. We will get that figured out. But think about it now. If someone comes to me first and says, hey, I got this, and I'll do this, uh, that'll be the person that gets to do it. So let's uh, hit it up. Uh, reach out to me. You know where I am. Instagram, Facebook, fat to fit or else Also on TikTok, fat to fit or else Even though, I, to tell you the truth, I don't know how to run TikTok. There's far less stuff on TikTok, but I am putting up some of the videos. So uh, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will probably have another follow-up uh, ranting, angry stretch podcast uh, later in the week. So I'll talk to you soon.